Hello and welcome to Wannabe Entrepreneur. Today I have João again here, my Portuguese friend, the first entrepreneur I ever met. If you want to hear more about João, you can go to the first part of the interview where he speaks about his, his first business, Herpec. Hey João, welcome back. Hey man, thanks for having me. I think there's no need for you to introduce yourself again. If Uh, you are listening to this, just go back to the first interview and listen to his introduction. Today, I want to speak about, I guess, your second business, Donny Doe. So can you, can you again, pitch Donny Doe quickly? What, what, uh, what is Donny Doe? Yeah, so it all happened when I was, when I just finished my un university. And mm -hmm. a friend of mine sent me a message and she wanted to start a business and she was checking my availability uh, to start a business with her. And we brainstormed a few ideas. We had some interesting ideas. And one of the ideas was to start the first brand of cookie dough in Portugal. So cookie dough is like raw cookie batter that you can, it's like cookie that you eat by the spoonful. It's raw cookie. And... And that is a, a, a very trending product um, in the United States and some places in Europe. Just out of curiosity, what other ideas did you have? I mean, there, there were a lot of ideas. We, we thought about a, a food truck with traditional Portuguese food. That was one of them. Um, a business for selling like um, microgreens online, a business for selling trees online. I don't know. I don't. I don't remember all the ideas, but we had a few interesting ideas that would also relate with our course, landscape architecture. Right. Oh, by the way, eh, yeah, actually, cookie dough was an idea from my sister. Uh, yeah, and we just thought it was a nice one. And how long was this after uh, finishing uh, her pack? Oh, it was a few years. Um, I don't. I don't know. I'll have to do the math, but right. but maybe four years or something like that. So you got everything you learned from Herpec plus what you learned from your from your graphic design company, and uh -huh. then with this experience, now you you made a, a new business together with a partner, right? Yeah. And how do do you just work with with anyone? Like, I guess not, right? So what was in her that you actually decided to okay, I want to go into business with her because it's always hard, right, to have a co-founder. Yeah. Um... I had this this friend in much consideration because she was always very loyal and methodical and organized right. and also creative and um, I just thought it would be a very reliable person to start a business with. Okay, and um, she came with the idea. You brainstorm a bunch of ideas. Some mm -hmm. of them related to food. Some of them related to again plants. Exactly, and yeah. then. Your sister actually gives the idea of cookie dough, mm -hmm. and why? Why did she come up with this idea? I don't know. I think I think she saw it on Instagram or something like that. And did you then started to analyze the trends again, like you did with Herpec? Did you see if people were like you know speaking about it or? Yeah, don't know. In this case, it was a little bit different. It wasn't like um, we noticed any trend. It was just that. I, we just thought that there was something missing in, in the market. Maybe people would, the same way that we wanted to try cookie dough when my sister presented us cookie dough and we couldn't find cookie dough anywhere. We just 
thought maybe there's a community in Portugal that would enjoy this product and can can find it. It was, you know, in a sense, we just noticed an opportunity to fill up uh, right. the gap. But how sure was it that it that there was a, a need for it or a desire for it? Not, Not at all. <laughs> and what did you do next then? <laughs> yeah. Um, The thing is, many people, when they start their businesses, then they do all their studies and surveys and they try to understand if that their product is going to be successful. But the truth is, it's always a surprise. Maybe you can control some variables, but in the end, you just gotta, gotta try it. And even Jeff Bezos, I think there's a story that when he was pitching Amazon to new investors, it was very clear about... Um, that he, he knew that the chances of Amazon becoming successful was just 30% or something like right. that. So even such a big project that would requ require so much investment was so uncertain. Uh, yeah. So you just got to go for it. Right. And, and you saw also an opportunity to build another brand, right? And that's what motivates you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, um, I just thought it would be a really fun project because um, Cookie Dough is such a playful product. Right. It's like a product for the younger generations. Yeah. Um, it, it's, I think it was a nice opportunity to build a really interesting brand, a really interesting community. So, okay, so what what was the next steps? You you decided to go for it, right? And what yeah, next? so... The first, the first thing was total confusion because <laughs> building a food business in Portugal requires a lot of um, requires you to follow a lot of uh, regulations, right? Right. And that was total confusion because we didn't know anything about it. We had to research a lot, and also to come up with a strategy to to launch the product. So our first. Um, strategy strategy was to invest in a food truck and try to park the food truck next to to a place where would be younger people and mm -hmm. cosmopolitan people and people from around the world because the chances right. of they knowing cookie dough was higher if it was uh, if the food truck was among foreigners and things like that right yeah because this is the new product no one in portugal knows about what what is cookie dough right <laughs> yeah so our our first thought was we are going to to make a food truck and park the food truck in a in a, a, a an area that would have a lot of tourists and or close to a school or something like that and that was our first thought and we and why a food truck and not a store in that same location yeah because we just thought it would be less risky a food truck it, it would require less investment it would right. be a nice way to test the you product could move it. yeah we could move it around um we wouldn't need so much investment uh so it would it would be a nice way to introduce the the product and to have some right uh, mobility and Yeah, freedom to experiment, etc. Makes sense. Okay, yeah. so you decided to do that. Then what? The first thing we did was to figure out how much money we would add, we would add to invest, right? So we were checking for the for our possibilities. How much would a food truck cost? So we decided to build our food truck. We we bought a very old Piaggio that was like seven hundred euros or something like that. 
So it's like, like this motorcycle that have like. Uh, it was uh, just a regular uh, motorcycle. Just it, it wasn't anything like a food truck. Oh, you just bought the motorcycle. We just bought a regular, simple, <laughs> open box motorcycle. Really old, old, rusty, uh, from the nineties. It was, I think, the motorcycle was from ninety one or or something like that. Oh, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so we bought the motorcycle. We sent it to a mechanical. And he was able to fix the, the motorcycle and change the most important parts for new parts. Mm -hmm. um, so we now had this old motorcycle fixed. And the final price was, I think, 1,500 euros. 1, uh, and are you splitting the costs? Yeah, or I'm, are you like... Yeah, yeah. I, I'm splitting, splitting the everything 50-50. Exactly, yeah. Um, so, but now we, we had a motorcycle, we would have to adapt it for a food truck. So we had to build a box that would have some doors that we could open uh, sideways, <laughs> just like a, a regular food truck. Right. So we built the box with plywood. Mm -hmm. We split the motorcycle in, in, in two. The, the back side was like our small kitchen where we could do the cookie dough and, and, and keep a fridge. Right. So it's like it's like a trailer or something. So it's like a box with wheels that you would attach to the back of the motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It was that pretty much. But if you look the motorcycle, okay. it looked really professional, although it was all plywood. Yeah. Um, I mean, I saw it and it looked amazing. To be honest, I didn't know you built it. Yeah, actually. yeah, it was all plywood, high quality plywood. It was all reinforced. It was well attached to the motorcycle, but it was all homemade. So the motorcycle ended up 8,000 euros, I think, with all, with all the equipment and mm -hmm. everything, basically. Yeah, and we also, of course, uh, made a website and made our social media. And um, mm -hmm. yeah. But my question here, sorry to interrupt, is like, how do you manage this? Because for me, 8,000 euros is already a, a big investment for something that you don't even know if it's going to work. I mean, it was 8,000 euros, but we split it. Uh, and so we ended up spent... 4,000, yeah. yeah. We, we spent 4,000 each. I mean, 4,000, it wasn't much for me for an adventure. I didn't know if the, the business was, was going to be successful. Uh, and you, you should remember that I was still working in graphic design. Right. I, I was trying my best to keep up with my clients. At the same time, I was developing Donida with my partner, right. but I didn't felt like 4,000 euros which was much money to start a new adventure. Because in, in all these adventures, you end up always learning so much, you are adding so much value to your portfolio. Right. Um, it's, it's a new experience in your life, it's a new story you are going to tell your grandkids. So I didn't thought 4,000 euros watch uh, a big right. investment. All things considered, and so it's, it's not it's not something that kept you up at night. You you didn't even think too much about it. Not at all. I just thought it was. I was investing in a sense. I was investing in myself. That was. That's very. That was my. That was my hobby, right? Yeah. I was. I was having fun doing that. Some people spend a lot more, go going, hunting hunting animals, right? And. Or, I don't know, there are many expensive hobbies. Investing in, in crypto or investing in uh, stocks, right? And then they just lose the exactly. money. It's it much was... better to invest in yourself. Yeah. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
actually I, I'm investing in crypto right now. But, uh, <laughs> but you need but, another project. Right no, but now. it's a it's a long term old, so I, I'm not day right. trading or anything. So I'm I don't think my risks are very high. But um, just a side note. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, so I didn't thought it was uh, I was going to lose much if I lo- if I if I would lose those four thousand euros. Right. So and this is only for the truck, right? So we are not even speaking about the cookie dough. So you, you built the truck, you built the yeah. kitchen, you built everything just by yourself. And now Yeah, me and my partner, yeah. Yeah, you you and your partner, of course. And now how how did you you know get the, the product? How did you get the cookie dough? Yeah, the the product was also trial and trial and error. It was uh, we went to the internet, we searched for a lot of recipes, we test the recipes, um, we asked our friends and family what they thought about it. Um, we gave away samples um, and then we decided for the best recipe and we just uh, went for it. And uh, the, the first thing we did was, so at this time we had the recipe, we had the food truck and then we mm-hmm. decided we we would have to test it. So we we did a, an event in Lisbon. Right. Uh, I don't remember the event, but it was in Elsish Factory. Mm-hmm. Um, so we tested it. It was nice. Uh, we we spent the whole day selling. Mm-hmm. Um, it went really well. At the end of the day, when we did the math, we it wasn't that profitable because we spent so much money to be in the event and we were selling right. like two euro products, like each cookie though, and each cookie was like two euros and each cookie though was like three euros. And mm-hmm. we spent like uh, three or four hundred euros to be there just for one day, right? And they exp- and also you have to to subtract the cost of the product itself and etc. And yeah, also the time we spent there, the whole day working. So mm-hmm. at the end of at the end of the day, it was kind of successful. But if you did the math, it wasn't really that successful. So not prof- profitable, but you. You kind of saw that people were interested in the product. Yeah, pre- people w- were d- definitely interested in the product, and our uh, our food truck was also very captivating. Right. Um, the colors, uh, very colorful, very playful, and I think it caught people's attention. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so at this point, you know that you have a good product. You know you have a good truck. What next? In that first event. We just figured that doing events was a lot of work because because it would require you to go one place to another to to drive the the motorcycle and that motorcycle was really <laughs> the motorcycle of death. Like at 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 at, at any turn, we thought we were going <laughs> to just turn over. Um, it was a really hard motorcycle to drive. It was very old. And so we just thought that maybe doing events every day wasn't for us. So we should just park the food truck in a fixed place. And right. But we we did some events after that, like three or four, but not much. And then... Because I guess, I guess sorry to interrupt, but that's the events are the best way to kind of spread the word, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's why, in a way, we also, that's why we started with events. We just, it was a way to just meet a lot of people very fast, to spread the word, to see the reactions, right. to test the product. But in the end, it was so much work. 
that we 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 made one event and we were exhausted after that. We just thought we would just park the food truck in a fixed place in a nice garden close to schools and 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 things like that and 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 just test that alternative. Did you have to pay for that? Yeah, you can just park your food truck anywhere. You you have to ask for permission. You have to have a license. So we ask for a license. Right. We pay like uh, we pay those 200 euros a month and um yeah and it was it was a lot more comfortable than doing events we didn't have so much people but we also didn't have uh, some so so much expenses right so it was cheaper to keep the the food truck parked in there and then we just started right. to promote the place in our social media we run some ads in zumato in Facebook, Instagram, mm -hmm. etc., and we started to get some traction. What what worked best? What what platforms worked best? Instagram for this. And we also went for a strategy. Instagram. We sent a message for almost all influencers in Lisbon. I I don't think that okay. any influencer was left out. So how did you reach out to them via Instagram directly? Or... Yeah, yeah, Instagram. In the beginning, we were asking for prices for for them to to make that promotion. So they they would go to our food truck. They would take some photographs, post some stories, and uh, we would pay I don't know like fifty euros or something like that. Okay. So and in the beginning, we didn't know if uh, our return on investment would be um, appealing. Right. But yeah, we tried that in the beginning, and after that. After a few Instagram influencers uh, started to post our food truck, more influencers wanted to go there to take pictures for free, right? They just thought right, it was a nice right, place right, to right. take pictures. The food truck was so fun. The product was fun. And just they just thought they would go there, take pictures. And so we didn't have to pay anymore for influencers, actually. And then we just started to invite them and I would we would give their their snack for free, right. their cookie dough for free, and they would just take some pictures in return. Mm -hmm. So that was, I think that was our main catalyst. And was, could you connect a, a picture that was shared by the influencer and then new customers? Could you do, just make this connection? Yeah, we would, um, we would always, when we get new clients, uh, we tried to remember to ask them where they came from and there were, Of course, we couldn't, it wasn't a scientific inquiry, but right. we would ask our clients where they would come from. But the truth is, that was a really cheap way of advertising because we were giving cookie dough for free in return for influencers to post for like 5, 10, 20,000 people. So it, it wasn't really that you were losing money. You didn't have to control that return on investment because in the end, in, in the beginning, we were we were paying these influencers. But in the end, it sure. was yeah. almost like free advertisement. Okay. So just to, to make a summary, at this point, there's a food truck, there's a location, there's influencers coming f almost for free for to, to basically get a free cookie dough and to share your your food truck on social media so it seems everything is going well so i guess you guys were making also good money or yeah we were we were 
taking two small salaries for each, but okay. we were investing so much money in other types of ads, like in Zumato. Uh, we, right. we were investing in our website, we were investing in developing the recipe and new products, we were investing in new equipment. So at that point, the business was very young, right? You still needed right. a lot of things to buy. And mm -hmm. so, and also licenses, uh, you need to pay just to, to have music in your in your food truck. Like there are, there are um, Whoa. Uh, How did you learn about all of this? Is it just research? Would... Yeah, just just research on research. the internet and asking also people. We went to Blaine and we asked a lot of food trucks there what uh, what right. were the reg the regulations and things like that. So we got informed with other food trucks, and mm -hmm. so we, we got an idea of what we needed. But it was so much work, so much things that we couldn't. Mm -hmm take a good profit um, at that time. But we had a lot of attention at the same time. So, And we had a lot of clients in that garden, uh, in our food truck, and we just thought we needed conditions to expand the business. We needed a, a full-size store. We needed a full-size kitchen because there were. we also wanted to make like birthday cakes and we didn't have a, a, um, an oven in our right. food truck. So if, if in the beginning you're not sure if people would like this product and if this, would, if this could actually be a thing and a profitable business, at this point, how sure were you that this was a great business that would thrive? Yeah, I mean, it was like 50-50. I gotta be honest, okay. it was like 50-50, but we were having fun. <laughs> um, we weren't losing money, but um, yeah, we just thought we needed more conditions to work and to expand the business. We needed more space, we needed more equipment. So we just started to look for a, an actual shop. And we went, we ended up finding one in Prince Prial in Lisbon. Um, which had which which had two floors. It had at the kitchen, a small kitchen, but it, it was big enough for our requirements. So yeah, we rented that that store. Uh, we built the kitchen. We built everything. We we designed we designed and built everything. Right. So we were able to keep it reasonably affordable. Mm -hmm. But still, we had to spend more like um, 14,000 euros. Wow. To renovate we... and, to, and to rent yeah. and do all of this. And uh, so it's again in, split it by 50-50. Yeah. In the end, we spent it in the whole business. We spent like 25,000 euros, I think. So okay. each one paid for 12,000, right. I think. Uh, but at, at that time, it was, I, I mean, I, I wasn't afraid of losing the money. It was still, I, I was I was thinking that it was, still, even if the business didn't work out, even if I were to lose uh, $12,000, right. uh, euros, um, I mean, it, it was still a new experience right. in my life. I wasn't going to be poor after that, you know. I wasn't, but I guess for you, you had, you had another income source, right? Yeah, what about your exactly. partner? She didn't have uh, any other in income, but it was in, for her. It was like uh, her first business, and their parents were also helping out a little bit. Yeah. Um, but uh, her parents were also entrepreneurs, and they were having fun. Yeah. Also, I think investing in 
her daughter's project and 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 seeing how it went and making part of it. So now, so now you have a store, and it's like full size kitchen, everything. Were you attracting a lot of customers? We were attracting a lot of customers in the beginning. It was tough. People, it took some time for people to to know we were there because when we when we switched from the food truck to the store, we lost some clients that were already established in the food truck. But we ended up acquiring some more, right? But why didn't you keep the food truck there? Ah, because you you had to hire someone again. Yeah, because we would have to. Then the logistics would be even yeah, higher, yeah. and we at that point we were still two people and. Yeah, and we, we just kept it for two people along the mm. way. So at that point, we were doing everything. We were doing the product, the cookie dough. We were doing the design. We were doing the marketing. We were doing the management. We were doing uh, also the financial, the, the accountment. Um, it was really exhausting. So we were working like 13 mm. to 14 hours a day without weekends. Yeah, it was it was really really exhausting, and we kept that for like one year, and at that point, right. I don't think we were enjoying it anymore, because um, we weren't able to take enough profits to compensate for all the exhaustion. Right. Um, and but were your salaries a bit higher already at this point in the end? They, they weren't higher, they were about the same as in the food truck because uh, we had a lot more customers, but mm -hmm. the expenses were so much higher yeah, um, that it, it just, um, it was like a zero-sum game. Yeah. So, so yeah, we, we stayed there for one year and then we decided that we were exhausted. I mean, all the fun we, we had, we were having no more uh we also we had we built the brand um we i mean in for me i was because i always had the most fun in creating the brand and designing the stuff yeah and i i don't i wasn't having that anymore i was just managing the business and working my ass off too much right just to to manage regular stuff to manage the stocks to make the product and so at that point we thought that business wasn't for us anymore was it uh, mutual? Was it like both of you decided it? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, yeah, it was very, it was a very friendly, yeah, it was friendly to, to break up. To just, <laughs> yeah, to break up. Yeah, exactly. So, but that is time we didn't gave up on the brand. So we decided to sell the brand, to sell the company. Ah, okay. Yeah. Because we thought this project was too valuable just to to give up on right we didn't right we were having were we were not having fun anymore managing the business it, we were just too exhausted but of course um we knew the brand was still valuable so we decided yeah. to try to sell it so we sold it in imo virtual uh okay yeah like a website yeah, a website is, to sell, uh, yeah, to rent and sell houses, right? Yeah, it is a, a website to sell real estate, but real estate, yeah. also uh, to sell trespass. I don't know, how, how would you call it in English? Um, kind of a store, right? So that yeah, others could just buy the store people, from you. Yeah, people would buy the store with everything there's in it. Uh, the brand and yeah. the, equip, the equipment and everything and the stock and whatever. And you sold it there, okay. And yeah, we sold it there. We sold it at the price we invested in. 
so so 25k 25k we we got our return on investment okay. we made some money along the way we had a lot of fun um we had a lot of exper- new experience stories to be told right. and yeah and she went uh to her hometown back to her family she was from yeah. lydia and she's from lydia right and I stayed in Lisbon, keeping my graphic design freelancing. Wow, that that's that's a, such a cool story. And um, what 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 is what is up with Donny Doe now? Is it still there? Is do you know about it? Yeah, Donny Doe is still still yeah, still running. Um, it has new owners. I'm not sure how they are selling Cookie Dough now. What's yeah. their business plan or what they are doing? I, I'm not following with close attention, but. Um, yeah, I think they are they are selling birthday cakes. Right. They are selling pretty much what we were selling, but I'm I'm not really into it. I'm, I'm so what would it. you do differently now if if you were starting uh, Donny though again? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, maybe I don't know. Maybe we would uh, invest more in the food truck first. Maybe mm-hmm. we would try maybe some new locations. Uh, and do a few more events um, before moving to a shop because the jump right. in complexity in the logistics is so high. Right. Um, that. Do you think that was a bad decision? I mean, I don't. I don't know if it was a bad decision because. Business wise, maybe not for like personal reasons, but like business wise, do you think it? I mean, I, I can't. Decision? I can. I can't answer that because it was like 50-50, right? We would just. We had to try it out. Right. Maybe it was. Maybe we could invest a little more in the food truck. Um, I'm thinking that we could just try new locations and just to be more sure that the business would pay out. But I don't know. Back then it was 50-50 and we had to work with what we had. And right. We, we just tried to try that solution i mean in the end in the end maybe it wasn't a, a, you know a huge success but it was a success right so you were able to build a brand that it still exists yeah and uh, you got your money back plus uh, some extra profit yeah I, I didn't you got a lot of learnings a lot exactly. of experience I, I, I didn't lose anything if i look back i right i i kept my initial investment i took some profits along the way i kept my work in graphic design freelancing um right of course, I worked my ass off during that year, <laughs> but I mean, but you learned a lot. Yeah, well. yeah, sure. Cool, John. This is was an amazing conversation. It's already a bit long, but I think it's totally worth it, and I think everyone will will love to hear this story. Yeah. I think that we will also in the future still speak about your graphic designing. Mm-hmm company i think that's also probably very interesting yeah in the end what i realized that you are a true entrepreneur and uh, yeah you're yeah that's it basically you're you're a true entrepreneur and have a true entrepreneur spirit and it's it's really great to hear your story yeah thanks man thank you so much my pleasure man that was another episode of wannabe entrepreneur see you tomorrow